If you have your Bibles with you, or your Bible app, whatever you're using this morning, turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. I read a story about a salesman who, on a dark, rainy night, uh, had a flat tire on a lonely road. He noticed that there was a, a farmhouse nearby, and maybe you know for sure that the individual there would have a lug wrench because the salesman didn't have one. So he, as he was heading towards his house, he was thinking, you know, uh, you know what am I going to say to this individual? You know, what if I knock and he doesn't even come to the door? What if, what if when he comes to the door, he gets really upset with me? And he says, what are you doing here? Why are you bothering me? And this made the salesman feel very angry, thinking these things. He began to tell himself, man, you know what? This angry old farmer, I can't believe he reacted to me in this way. Finally, the story says that this man reaches the door of the farmer. He knocks on the door, and the person says, uh, how can I help you? Who is it? And the, 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 singer, the angry salesman says, you know good and well who it is. <laughs> he says, it's me, and you can keep your lug wrench. I don't need it anyways. I wouldn't use it if it was the only lug wrench in this county. How many know that sometimes we jump to conclusions in our lives? Proverbs 18, 13 says, He who answers before he hears the facts, it is folly and shame to him. I titled this message this morning, Don't Jump to Conclusions. Turn to your neighbor and tell him this morning, stop tripping. I didn't say it, your neighbor did. How many know that there's many times in our lives where we trip on things, don't we? Yes? Am I speaking to the right audience this morning? Those who are listening online, you know, you can say amen too. I'm sure this applies to you. In life, we trip on so many things. This is when we think things are, when they are really not, Right? This is when we stress about things that never even happen. How many of you do that in your lives? This is when we blow things way out of proportion. Mm. This is when we react to things and end up with regrets afterwards. See, I believe God wants us not to jump to conclusions in our lives. Not to assume that we know what is happening before we have the facts. This happens. It happens all the time. And with this weekend, as we remember, as we uh, uh, celebrate our Independence Day, amen, Never ever forgetting, never ever forgetting why we have this freedom to begin with. Not just physically, but also spiritually, amen? As believers, you have freedom, amen? Every day is Independence Day for us. 
But we never ever forget what our armed forces have done for our country. Their service, their sacrifice. Never ever forgetting the lives that have been given for you to have freedom. And always, always never forgetting the ultimate sacrifice that was given Jesus Christ. For your ultimate freedom, amen? For your forever freedom. As we celebrate our independence this weekend, we could also be independent from all the worries, from all the stresses, from all the trip-ups that we encounter throughout our days. God is going to teach us this morning how to be free. Amen? How many of you want to be free from tripping? Yeah? You want to you stop tripping in your life. You need this. Amen? We need this. Proverbs 25, verse 8, in the message translation, it says this. It says, don't jump to conclusions. There may be a perfectly good explanation for what you just Saul, many times in our lives, we can find ourselves doing this. We find ourselves getting caught up in thinking that something is what it is really not. That so-and-so feels or thinks about you when they don't even feel that way. When they didn't even say it. God wants to keep us from, keep our minds from going this route, from wandering, from letting that anger build up like that salesman. He already had it all planned out in his head what this farmer was going to say before he even said anything. But we might say, well, you didn't see the way they looked at me. Ooh, man, the way you're looking at me this morning, <laughs> I'm just messing. I see a lot of smiles this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I love seeing smiles. See, this could be in our workplace. This could be in our marriages. This could be in our relationships. And it even, even finds its way in the church. Don't jump to conclusions. What does jumping to conclusions lead to in our lives? First of all, it leads to misunderstanding. I want to tell you this morning that things are not always as they seem. Isn't that true? If you've lived enough years on this earth, you've come to know that things aren't always as they seem. Sometimes we misinterpret things. We misinterpret people. We misinterpret the things they say or how they look at us. Before we find ourselves going to DEFCON 1 in our lives, <laughs> we need to seek God for understanding. Why? Because things aren't always as they seem. Proverbs 14, verse 12 says this. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. 
What is Solomon saying here? He's saying exactly that, that things aren't always as they seem. You may think that this way is right, but in fact, the truth is, is that that kind of living leads to death. That decision is going to lead to bad things in your life. You know what's actually pride to assume that we know what has actually taken place before we seek God? That is actually pride. To say, God, you know what? I know what's happening. I know what's going on, God. I know what they did. It's pride for us to think that we know more than God knows or that we act and react before we seek the Lord. We say, God, I know what's going on. I don't need to seek your advice. I don't need your wisdom. I already have enough. I've been through this before, God. See, as the body of Christ, as Christ followers, God is calling us to live a certain way. God is calling us to react in a certain fashion. He's calling us to seek Him. He's calling us to use wisdom. Why? Because He knows that jumping to conclusions leads to misunderstanding. As Christ followers, we need to give the benefit of the doubt. Mm, that's tough, isn't it? Isn't it? 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7, Paul writes this, and he says this. I want you to underline this one in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, 7, in the Amplified Version, it says this. Love looks for the best in each other. Mm. Are we looking for the best in each other? Before you, before you react to things in your life, are you giving the other the benefit of the doubt? I know there's been times when we may, be, uh, may have been hurt by an individual. And so we go off of past experiences. But we need to still seek God. We can't leave God out of the picture. We can't, we can't, we can't treat this individual based on how we feel they need to be treated. We need to treat them as God treats us. We need to allow God to bring understanding in our life. We also need to be careful not to be the cause of misunderstanding. Mm. Ask yourself this question. When you do things, can what I say, or how about this new generation, you know, we're, we're, I won't say new, but, you know, in the past, what, 20 years? Can, can what I post, yes, you with me? Can what I post 
on social media lead to misunderstanding? Because mm. you're a Christ follower. God has called you to be a leader, amen? God has not called you to be a confuser. God has not called you to just speak your mind like word vomit. God has called you to use wisdom. So can what I say or even what I, what I post online, can it be misunderstood? And I'm telling you right now, if you ask yourself that question before you speak, before you post, there's going to there's gonna be a lot more encouragement taking place, amen? There's going to be a lot less division. There's going to be a lot less uh, a, a quarreling, right? There's going to be a lot less jumping to conclusions, isn't there? And we can help in this. We might be looking for others to, to not jump to conclusions. But God says, no, we need to look at ourselves. We need to be the one to not lead things in that direction. Proverbs 12, verse 8 says, everyone admires a man with good sense. Everyone admires a man with good sense. Are you showing good sense in the words that you speak? Are you showing good sense in your actions? We need to ask ourselves this. There's times that I find myself tripping about things. Just, I mean, straight out tripping. I find myself getting mad about things and, 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 I, and like I said, going back to this first story, I find myself answering, answering uh, or, or, or being the other person in my head. Not only, not only am, I, am I thinking about what I'm going to say, but I'm already thinking about what they're going to say in response too. Don't we do that? And then that settles in, and that becomes to take root in my heart and in my mind. And man, it is, it is the possibilities are endless from there. I'm mad. I'm already thinking that, that, that so-and-so said what I was just thinking in my head. You know, next time I see them, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. They didn't even do anything. They were minding their own business. You're tripping. <laughs> you need to tell yourself that when you find yourself, you know, just getting all, you know, discombobulated about things like that. Stop tripping. leads to misunderstanding all the time. Secondly, jumping to conclusions in our lives leads to anger. Ecclesiastes verse 7, chapter 7, verse 9 says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Man, the Bible just called me a fool. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Some of you get angry about reading that verse or me reading it to you. <laughs> See, we can find ourselves getting mad about things that may not even be happening. 
We're getting ourselves worked up. We're already painting this whole picture before anything has even happened. See, the enemy seeks for us to focus and falter on things that do not even exist. Isn't that true? He seeks for you to to trip on things that are not even happening. Oh, man, you know what? Can you imagine what so-and-so thinks about you? Can you imagine what they're saying behind your back? You don't even know what they're saying behind your back, but you're just imagining the things that they're saying behind your back. Don't allow anger to cause you to react incorrectly. Not only hurting the other individual, but you hurt yourself as well. In your workplace, you think that that, that supervisor is, 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 you know, just has one for you and, 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 and they're, they're doing this or that and they're holding you down and you finally, you know, you finally uh, uh, say something and, and, and because, because you think all these things are happening and you ruin any of your chances of getting promoted because you spoke your mind. We need to be careful in how we react to things. The Bible says that we need to be quick, that be not quick in our spirit to become angry. Jumping to conclusions not only leads to anger in our lives, but it also leads to hurt, even death. In Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, The people of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir, they got together to attack the people of Judah. In verse 2, the Bible says this. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2. It says, Then it was reported to Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah at this time. Then it was reported to Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea. Verse 3, then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set himself determinedly as his vital need to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So the people of Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord, longing for him with all their heart. Verse 12. The people say here, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. It says, then the Spirit of the Lord spoke to them. In verse 15, the Spirit of the Lord said this, Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 17 says, You need not fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand, and witness the salvation of the Lord who is with you. 
See, what happened next was unbelievable. Unbelievable. King Jehoshaphat appointed people to sing and others to praise. And in verse 22, it says this. It says, when they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of, of, of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were struck down in defeat. Check this out, verse 23. For the sons of Ammon and Moab, suspecting betrayal, catch this, suspecting betrayal, rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, completely destroying them. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Wow. We, as a church, need to learn from what happened that day. Now, First, first, I want to focus on what happened to the enemy. Because this is exactly what we're talking about this morning. The Bible says that the Ammonites and Moabites suspecting betrayal, and because of this suspicion, they both destroyed the people of Mount Seir. The people who were with them, they were a unit, they were a team. They were all set out to take out the people of Judah. And because those two parties suspected betrayal of the people of Mount Seir, they both destroyed them. See, this is exactly what the enemy seeks to accomplish in the church, the body of Christ. He gets us to react based off of suspicion. Man, I'm telling you, this is real. This is real deal right here. This needs to open your eyes of all the things that, you, that, 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 that go through your mind on a daily basis. All the things that may be going through your mind right now. Why is Pastor talking about this right now? Is this about me? There we go, jumping to conclusions. This is about me. <laughs> Before it's about you, it's about me. Let me tell you that right now. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't think that this is, that this is personal from me to you. This is from God to us. This is from God to his body, to the church. Why, because God wants to bring, God wants to bring a unity, amen? And, and, and a healing, and he's going to do that when we stop tripping. He knows us. Can you imagine God looking at us and all the times that we're, that we're tripping about things, and he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on, son. Come on, daughter. Stop tripping on those things. If you only knew what was really happening, if you only knew that this is not your battle, but it's mine, and I am truly working everything out for your good, if you would just understand that I got you. I'm not going to let anybody hurt you. 
I won't even let anyone talk trash about you. Because you're my child. How many parents would allow someone to talk trash about their own children? None. None. Why would God allow that for us? Why would God allow the world to talk about his children and let them get away with it? God deals with things. Even though we don't see them dealt with, God deals with things. You don't want to be on that end of the stick <laughs> or whatever, whatever God is using to discipline. <laughs> they suspected betrayal. Because of that, they destroyed the other. And then, you know what? That betrayal went too far. How many know that when you get in that pit of suspecting betrayal, there's no stopping? There's no stopping. Once you, once you get rid of that first possible cause of, of, of you think is coming against you, what makes you think that, that you're going to trust the next person? The Ammonites and the Moabites, when they destroyed the people of Mount Seir because of suspected betrayal, do you, think, do you think they were like, all right, we got it done, now we can get the people of Judah? No, the Bible says they turn on each other. Why? Because that spirit of, of suspecting, of, of jumping to conclusions was in that group. It was there. It was there. There was no trust and when trust is gone, you do crazy things. And this is what they did. They reacted based upon how they saw fit. And what it ultimately, ultimately led to was physical death. Physical death. So you see how jumping to conclusions can not only lead to hurt, but it can lead to death. It can lead to spiritual death. When you suspect that so-and-so is doing something or is saying something where they feel a certain way about you and the enemy pulls you out, the enemy pulls you out from where God has you. Why? Because of suspicions. Because you found yourself tripping. You couldn't take it anymore. All the stories that you made up in your head, you couldn't just go forward anymore. There was no turning back. Sadly, many believers turn on each other. It happens. It happens. And this is what God is trying to keep us from. This is what God is trying to keep you from in your life, in your relationships in your marriages. God wants you to stop tripping. God said, stop, stop, stop answering for the other person. Don't do that. You're, you can't even make your own decisions. <laughs> and yet you're going to decide what the other person is going to say before they even say it? Come on. You're not using wisdom. You're not using wisdom. You're thinking foolishly. Don't do this. Don't do this. The enemy wants to see you both go down. The enemy wants to see that marriage ruined. Don't go that route. 
Stop, stop, stop trying to, stop trying to, 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 to use human logic. Because his ways are not our ways. So we know that jumping to conclusions, it leads to misunderstanding. It leads to, to anger so many times, so quickly. It can lead to us being hurt. Because we say things that we end up regretting. We end up, we end up severing relationships because we reacted based upon suspicion. We end up, we can turn on each other, which leads to spiritual death in our lives. It leads to all these things, so what must we do? We need to switch gears. We need to switch gears. Someone said this, put your mind in gear before you put your mouth into motion. Someone say amen. All right, good, thank you. Put your mind into gear before you put your mouth into motion. We know that's so true. We need to, we need to think about this. We need to get our mind in gear first. All right, what's really happening here? Before I react, I need to... I need to I need to seek God in this. Because how many times, I know that in misunderstandings, times of misunderstandings, we need understanding. And where's that going to come from? Seeking the Lord. James chapter 1 and verse 19 says, My beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, which is be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. Let's look at how King Jehoshaphat handles the situation of someone trying to attack him and his people. The Bible says that he sought the Lord in prayer and fasting. How many times, if we're honest with ourselves, when we suspected betrayal? Because someone just told him this, that this was what was happening. How many times do we seek God in prayer and fasting when that happens? If we ask ourselves honestly. And then we can realize God will open our eyes to why we may trip so much. Because we're not seeking God first. The Bible says the king not only sought God in prayer, but fasting. God, I need your wisdom. Lord, I need your protection. Lord, I pray that my enemy will not take charge over me but that you have given me victory. You have given me victory in Jesus' name. That you are protecting me. That even, even when people are saying things that I don't even know about, Lord, you are protecting me. Because I'm yours. I am your child and you will not let anyone harm your child. 
they will not be able to take you from his loving arms. See, we need to jump in our lives to a new conclusion. We need to seek the Lord. We need to remember that the battle is not ours, but it is God's. Remember that. The battle is not yours. It's His. He is fighting for you, church. That's amazing that God is fighting for you. Why is that amazing? Because there is none greater. There is none stronger than Him. There is none more wise than Him. See, in seeking the Lord... Jehoshaphat allowed time to evaluate. As he sought God, he allowed time. He gave time before he reacted, before he made a decision. See, if we were to just give some time to evaluate the situation, we can use wisdom in how we react. We could allow God to speak the words that he seeks for us to speak. To have the reaction that he would want us to have. Why? So that we could have the outcome that he seeks in our lives. So that we could allow God to do that good in our life. Right? He says everything happens for our good. So if you want to see that good happen in your life, you need to allow him to work that good in your life. <laughs> if you don't allow him, then how do we expect it? If we don't allow him, then we're going to keep re getting and receiving what happens from us reacting off of our own instinct. John 16, verse 13. In the message translation, Jesus says, But when the friend comes, the spirit of truth, he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. The Holy Spirit is there to guide you, to help you, to what? To not react so quickly to give you wisdom and also to give you truth. Why? Because jumping to conclusions, we do this when we don't have all the facts, right? So what do we need? We need the truth. We need the facts, and that's what God is going to give to you and I. I believe that if you ask for understanding, God's going to give you understanding. Amen? Do you believe that? Ask him for it. God, why is this happening in my life? Lord, why do I feel this way? Lord, you handle this. I'm giving this to you, Lord. And what that means, when you say, Lord, I'm giving it to you, what that means is, God, I will not talk about this to anyone anymore. I will not spread rumors and gossip. Whoo! 
That's like a wildfire, huh? We know how fast gossip spreads. I used to think, I used to think that, that gossip spread faster with youngsters, but it doesn't. <laughs> Adults bring it to a whole nother level. You know, we, we, you know, we use terms like, man, you know, you gossip, you know, like, like you know, and no, no bad in regards to this, but like, but like high school girls. <laughs> but us adults, oh no, we gossip like none other. I work with all men at my job, and if they're watching right now, you know who you are. <laughs> man, the gossip, it, it, it spreads like crazy. Like crazy. I, I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's unbelievable how fast word gets out. And when I say word, I mean words that have no facts behind it. Words that hold no weight. It's just suspicion. I can't tell you how many conversations or things that I've heard from other people in regards to, you know, raises are coming. <laughs> I must have heard that comment about a thousand times in my career. Raises are coming. And these things are just thrown out. And what are you saying? You know what? I believe it when I see it. What are you saying? I need the facts. I don't want to live off of suspicion. I don't want to spend money that I don't have right now, thinking that a raise is coming. You already bought your RV thinking you're getting that raise. You put a down payment on that, on, on that pool you're putting in the backyard because you think that raise is coming, like, like Clark Gr uh, uh, Griswold. <laughs> Instead, you got a jelly of the month club. <laughs> this happens in our lives. And it doesn't just stop when we're teenagers or young adults. It keeps going. We need God to help us. But we need to learn from Jehoshaphat and how he handled the situation. He sought God for understanding. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12. It says this. We don't know what to do. And how many times in our lives we can honestly say that? I don't know what to do in this situation. But look at what they did. It says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Oh, man. That's the conclusion that you and I need to come to in those times where we want to jump to conclusions. Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. But I'm going to keep my eyes on you. Why? Because no wrong can come from that. No bad can come from that. I'm not going to be hurt. You need to believe that. I'm not going to be let down. I'm not going to be taken advantage of if my eyes are on you. Verse 4, as our worship team comes forward this morning. Verse 4, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4, it says, The people of Judah gathered together to seek help 
from the Lord. That's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to do. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need to do that more often. Tell him, you need to seek God. It says, they gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They came from all the cities of Judah. I love that. There we see, we see the, the wisdom in seeking God, putting God first. And then it says, they came from all the cities of Judah. We see the unity taking place there. And then it says, they longed for him with all their heart. The Bible says that they came to God as people in need. Are you a people in need this morning? See, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. If you want God to free you from jumping to conclusions in your life, you can have that. God says, if you seek me first, seek me first. And if you don't want that, then by all means, jump away. But it's going to give you the same results that you continue to see in your life. You can expect something different, but it's going to lead to misunderstanding. It's going to lead to anger. It's going to lead to heartache, to hurt, even death. God doesn't want to see that happen. God wants to protect you. God wants to see you blessed. And we're blessed when we follow the example of Jehoshaphat. When we stop and we say, no, look, I know this is the report that I was given. I know this is what was told to me, but I need to just stop and seek God. I need to seek him in prayer. I need to seek him in fasting. I need his wisdom. I need it. I need it because I got to stop tripping in my life. I can't live like this. Church, when we allow God time, when we allow God to move in our lives as his Bible, as his word says, only good is going to come from it. Only good is going to come from it. You're going to see God operate in your life better than ever before because you allowed him to. And what's going to take place then is that when you see God move that one instance, you're going to want it again. This is the way God is. That's why the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Because when you see God handle that situation, that you gave to him, you're gonna to wanna to give him more things. Oh God, you, whoa, you took care of that one, good. Here, take care of this one too. <laughs> and take that one, and take that one, and take that one. And God says, now, now you understand who I am and that I love you. 
You understand how to handle issues. If you would just do that more. As we bow our heads and close our eyes this morning.